Chair staff is ready when you are. Thank you very much. Okay, good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Planning and Design Commission meeting. Today is Thursday, November 10th, 2022. The time is 5.31 p.m. We will call this meeting to order. Madam Clerk, will you please establish a quorum? Yes, thank you. Uh, Commissioner Boyd? come back. Commissioner Buckley? Here. Commissioner Chase? Here. Commissioner Coville? Here. Commissioner Lindsay? Here. Commissioner Macias Reed? Here. Commissioner Pluckybaum? Here. Commissioner Yee? Here. Commissioner Young? Not see Commissioner Young. Commissioner Boyd? Commissioner Boyd. Vice Chair Wallace? Here. Chair Hernandez? Here. You have a quorum. Thank you very much. Um, just a few housekeeping rules as a reminder as this meeting is being held virtually via Zoom. Um, for members of the public who wish to join, you can use uh, the Zoom link on the agenda. Once you've joined and wish to speak on an item, please use the raise your hand feature when that particular item begins in order to join the queue. Uh, we will first hear a staff presentation, then applicants will have an option to do a presentation followed by commissioner questions. After questions, we'll open up the public comment period and this is where the clerk will call upon you to speak. If you are online, click on raise hand at the bottom of your screen. If you are on the mobile app, you can use the raise and raise your hand by tapping on the raise hand option in the more tab and if you're joining by telephone to raise your hand dial star nine then to unmute or mute yourself dial star six the clerk will call upon you by the last four digits of your phone number um, all members of the public will have three minutes to make public comments um, you may also submit written electronic comments for the record an email address and a link to submit your comments online are available on the agenda for folks logged on to the Zoom meeting, um, please use the raise your hand feature as well with, for any questions or comments during the appropriate time. And for commissioners, this is a reminder to please turn on your cameras so we can see your smiling faces. Um, there are a couple changes to today's business, which have been noted on the agenda. Um, and again, we will do our best to move smoothly and efficiently through today's business. Um, depending on how today's conversation goes, we may take a five minute stretch break around eight o'clock. So with that, we'll move on to the land acknowledgement. Please rise for the opening of the ceremonies in honor of Sacramento's indigenous people and tribal lands. To the original people of this land, the Nisenan people, the Southern Mighty, Valley and Plains Miwok, Kirkland Winters, Polk, and the people of the Wilson Rancheria, Sacramento's only federally recognized tribe. May we acknowledge and honor the native and still walk beside us today on these ancestral lands by choosing to gather today in the Exodus practice of acknowledgement and appreciation for Sacramento's indigenous people's history, contribution, and lives. Thank you. Please remain standing for the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you. You may be seated. Our first uh, business today is approval of the consent calendar, which includes the meeting minutes from our October 27th hearing. Uh, Madam Clerk, are there any members of the public who wish to speak on this item? 
Thank you, Chair. I do not have any speakers with their hands raised for this item. Thank you very much. Commissioners, um, please use the raise your hand feature if you would like to comment um, on the meeting minutes or make a motion to approve. I see Commissioner Macias Reed. Yes, I'll make a motion to approve uh, minutes. Thank you very much. I see Commissioner Lindsay. I'll second. We have a motion by Commissioner Macias Reed and a second by Commissioner Lindsay. Uh, no, seeing no further hands raised, um, we can um, call the roll for a vote, please. Thank you. Commissioner Buckley? Aye. Commissioner Chase? Aye. Commissioner Coville? Abstain. Commissioner Lindsay? Aye. Commissioner Macias Reed? Aye. Commissioner Pluckybaum? Aye. Commissioner Yee? Aye. Vice Chair Wallace? Aye. Chair Hernandez? Aye. Motion passes. Thank you very much. We will now go on to item number two, which is the director's report. Stacia, whenever you're ready. Yes, thank you. I have two items for the director's report this evening. First, I'd like to remind the commissioners that there is a special meeting of the Planning and Design Commission that's scheduled for Thursday, December 1st. It will be at 10 o'clock in the morning. Uh, we anticipate ending by one, so from 10 to one. Uh, it will be in the same Zoom format, and there are two items on the agenda. Uh, one will be the 2023 planning and, Zoom, planning and Zoning Work Program, and the second is a workshop on the missing middle housing. So we'll look forward to that. And second item, for members of the public, there are a number of Planning and Design Commission seats for which the city is now accepting applications. The application period is now open and lasts until December 31st, so until the end of the year. Uh, the application is available online through the City of Sacramento website and the City Clerk's webpage. If you have any questions or can't find it, um, my uh, email address is on this agenda under the director's report, Stacia Cosgrove. Um, please go ahead and email me and I'll help you find it. Uh, but we really like to encourage as many people as are interested to apply. And that's all I have for the director's report. Thank you. Thank you very much, Stacia. Two important issues. Uh, this item is received in file and no vote is required. So we will move on to the next item, uh, which is, <clears throat> excuse me, item number three, Bell Avenue Commercial Center. As noted, this item is being continued to December 8th, 2022. So we'll move on to item number four. Item number four is 1717 Kathleen Avenue, Cannabis Delivery and Manufacturing CUPs, P21-039. Commissioners, please raise your hand if you have any disclosures or recusals. Commissioner Colville. I met with uh, the applicant on the initial meeting, prior to the initial meeting. I'll Thank, call. You. Thank you, Commissioner Colville. Commissioner Lindsay. Same. Thank you, Commissioner Lindsay. Commission, excuse me, Vice Chair Wallace. I also met with the applicant prior to the initial meeting. Thank you, Vice Chair Wallace. Commissioner Yee? Commissioner Yee, I believe you're muted. Thank you. Uh, Zoom meeting with the applicant uh, prior to the initial meeting. Thank you very much, Commissioner Yee. Commissioner Pluckybaum? Met with the applicant. Thank you, Commissioner Pluckybaum. Um, so I, too, had met with the, um, the applicant prior to the first meeting. Um, Mr. Lockwood, I see your hand is raised, but we're going to go first to the staff meeting and then we'll, well, 
uh, you'll have a chance to make um, a presentation if you would like. Um, so uh, Robert, if, whenever you're ready. Okay, just a second please. Hi again, um, I'm Robert Williams, Community Development Department Associate Planner. And this is again, B21039 at 17th, 13th Kathleen Avenue. Um, I'm just gonna go over the prior background on August 25th, 2022. Staff presented this project to the commission with a recommendation of denial. The excuse me, commission voted nine to three to continue the item and directed staff to re-notice the project and return to the commission with conditions and findings for approval. On September 9, 2022, staff re-noticed the project for a September 22, 2022 PDC hearing. At the September 22nd uh, PDC hearing, the applicant requested a continuance to October 13th. This request was granted by the commission. At the October 13th hearing, Staff presented the commission with findings of fact and conditions to approve the project while staff continued to recommend denial. At this hearing, the project did not get the necessary seven votes to approve the project. The commission then voted to continue the item to an undetermined date. On October 28th, staff re-noticed the project for the current hearing. Staff now presents the commission with findings of fact and conditions to either deny or approve the project in attachments three and four of the SAV report. Staff continues to recommend denial of the project as indicated in the SAV report. And that concludes my presentation. I am available for any questions and um, the applicant wants to make presentation also. Thank you, Robert, very much. Um, I forgot to disclose myself that while I was absent for the October 13th hearing, I did go back and watch that hearing. Um, so I'm caught up on all of the discussions and hearings for this project. Um, Scott Lockwood, if you are, um, would like to make any hey. comments. Oh, pardon me, one me? second. Yes, one okay. second, please. Um, Commissioner Colville. You uh, went back and watched the meeting as you Thank, thank you very much, Commissioner Colville. Scott, go ahead. Hey, good evening, everyone. Um, I was raising my hand at the start only because uh, as I've continued to attend these hearings, I've learned more about uh, requirements and looking at the number of attendees when I checked with staff earlier in the day, um, 11 had confirmed attendance uh, based on past voting and current attendance. I'm afraid we're gonna reach yet another impasse. So I would actually request another continuance. Okay, um, thank you for that presentation. Um, we will go on to commissioner questions. Um, commissioners, please raise your that hand. That wasn't actually my presentation, oh. but given the circumstances, I would uh, ask for a continuance before going into any presentation. So since we've already started staff presentation and that's your request, um, I wanna give commissioners a chance to ask questions so that you're prepared perhaps for a future. Okay. Um, yeah, and then, um, then after that, we will, maybe I'll double check with the attorney, but maybe we'll still have to do public comments and then a commissioner would have to make a motion to continue. I see Bruce has um, his hand up. 
Mr. Monaghan? Um, Bruce, I see that you have your hand up. Are you? Yeah, I'm sorry. I was moving through the um, elements on here and I clicked that in inadvertently. Let me lower that. Thank you. Okay. Can I get clarity from staff um, in terms of process if that's the appropriate next step? Um, what is the appropriate next step? So the Wait. continuing with the public comment and then continue with questions, public comment, and then open it up to commissioner motions to see if there is a, uh, a if commissioners want to entertain a continuance. I believe so. If that's what the applicant requests. Okay. Thank you very much. So with that, um, commissioners, any questions? Seeing none, we'll open it up to public comments. Um, I would like to note that Prior to 5.30 today, uh, at the commencement of this meeting, there were 14 e-comments in support. And just want to double check um, if there are any comments that were received on the record after 5.30 p.m. today. Um, nope. If you're yeah, I don't see any. Thank you for checking. I was making my way there too. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Madam Clerk, are there any members of the public who wish to speak on this item? Thank you, Chair. I do not see any hands raised for this item. Thank you very much. So now that, that the public comment period is closed, um, we'll bring the discussion back to the dais. Um, commissioners, this is the time for uh, questions, comments, or motions. Colville. Yeah, uh, in watching the last meeting, um, and I want to address what Commissioner Yee was talking about, you know, uh, this project came to us because it is next to uh, any sensitive use has to come to the planning commission. In this case, the sensitive use, if I get it right, is close to residential. And and that's why it comes to us. And we either think it's okay with this particular project to be near the residential or we don't. In my opinion, you know, it's an industrial building. Um, what they're gonna be doing here is in some cases much wider than what other industrial uses could be happening in that building. Um, and I, I think a lot of us has learned over the years that any of, these type of uses, that's why it comes here. It all depends on the operator. And, you know, Mr. Lockwood, in many ways, and many of us have talked about how his outreach is, and even so many of the neighborhood agrees that he's going to be a good operator. So I just want to make that comment that I would be for the project. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Commissioner Colville. Commissioner Chase. Um, I, I think uh, just to move things along, I will move that we uh, continue this item for the request of the applicant. Thank you, Commissioner, 
Commissioner Chase, additional comments or just the motions for the moment? Yeah, I wanted to comment on that as well, um, only because it looks like we are at an impasse just again, based on <clears throat> going off of what happened in the previous hearings. Um, and I am um, open to, to seconding that motion. Thank you, Commissioner Macias-Reed. We have a motion to continue the item by Commissioner Chase and a second by Commissioner Macias-Reed. Commissioner Lindsay. Uh, I was going to second, but I would also like to align my um, my comments with uh, Commissioner Fovell and uh, would vote for a continuance. Thank you, Commissioner Lindsay. I don't see any other hands raised, um, so we'll go for a vote. Madam Clerk, will you please call a roll? Yes. Commissioner Buckley? Oh, Aye. I'm sorry. Are we continuing to a date certain? Um, Thank you for the reminder. Um, do we the go next ahead? next meeting date is uh, December 8th. That's the last uh, meeting of the year. We could. Okay. Okay. All right. So, okay. Um, Commissioner Buckley? Aye. Commissioner Chase? Aye. Commissioner Coville? Aye. Commissioner Lindsay? Aye. Commissioner Macias Reed? Aye. Commissioner Pluckybaum? Aye. Commissioner Yee? Aye. Vice Chair Wallace? Aye. Chair Hernandez? Aye. Motion passes. Thank you, Stacia. Thank you, everyone. Scott, and thank you, Robert. Um, Madam Clerk, it looks like Commissioner Boyd is um, wishing to uh, be promoted to a panelist. Thank you. Um, okay, now we can move on to item number five. This is Elder Creek 711 Annexation P20-036. Commissioners, any disclosures or recusals? Commissioner Lin no, Lindsay? Uh, Yes, I had um, emails with um, planning staff uh, consistent with the staff report. Thank you. Um, I would also email staff with a question about um, issues contained in the staff report. Um, and we have, I believe, Michael here today for a staff presentation. Whenever you're ready. Yes, thank you, Chair, members of the Commission, Michael Hennepet with Community Development, and I'm here to present on the Elder Creek 711 Annexation Project, which is located in the northeast corner of South Vermont Avenue and Elder Creek Road. The project site is located in a single parcel in the unincorporated county, but is within the city's existing sphere of influence. The parcel, along with adjacent street rights of way, would be would ultimately be annexed and designated with the industrial general plan designation and light industrial MLMS zone. The site is currently vacant and has sat vacant for many decades with no access to reliable water service until annexation into the city. This need for water has necessitated the request by the applicant. And following this annexation, the site would be developed with a six pump gas station and associated convenience store and car wash. The store would also have alcohol and tobacco sales to support the operations of the gas station. Shelf space would also be dedicated to the sale of fresh food items, uh, which is consistent with tobacco sales. 
and parking with available electric vehicle charging and outdoor seating are provided for use by customers on the site. The proposed project requests initiation of an annexation request, a general plan amendment and fee zoning as previously stated, and the conditional use permits for large gas station, alcohol sales and tobacco sales and site plan design review for the gas station site and buildings. Staff is aware of occurrences of typos referencing separate projects in the staff report, and those will be corrected before a future city council meeting. Staff received no correspondence from any nearby residents or community groups, but it has worked extensively with County Transportation and the Sacramento Area Sewer District regarding infrastructure design and service extension needs. All concerns have been addressed with these outside agencies and solutions have been incorporated as part of the project. So to conclude, staff supports the project as condition as it's consistent with the goals, policy, and standards of the proposed general plan and zoning designations. It would develop a long vacant site with commercial amenities and design that elevates the surroundings, provides a bus stop and sidewalk enhancements along the street frontages, incorporates electric vehicle charging as previously stated, and provides ample landscaping to soften the project and provide on-site shading. So staff does seek commission's recommendation to approve and forward it to city council for consideration. And that concludes my presentation. I will hand it off to the applicant team for the presentation as well. Thank you, Michael. Who do we have here from the applicant team? It looks like uh, Mr. Mark Tekin is in the attendees list, perhaps. Um, is yeah, he the applicant that was Mark or Zico? Hi, this is Zico Ceridian. Um, we're the civil engineer. Um, uh, if Mark is not, not on, I'll be more than happy to I'm on. Hey, Go for it, Mark. Go ahead, Mark. No, thank you. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Zico. Um, I think that Michael did a great job of explaining our project and uh, Zico, who you just heard from, is our civil engineer. We also have our architect here, but um, uh, I think I'm happy to answer any specific questions you all might have. Thank you both. Um, commissioners, any questions for staff or the applicant? Commissioner Lindsay. Uh, thank you, Chair. Uh, just a quick question. Um, on page nine of the report, it says that the, you're proposing a 24-hour operation of the gas station and convenience store. Um, if, if it was in the report, I didn't see it, but what what are your proposed alcohol sales? Is that determined now or is that determined after the um, after the land has been annexed into the city? Yeah, I can help answer that, Commissioner Lindsay. Um, the conditional use permit is not um, subject to any time of sales conditions, though that um, can, through uh, discussion with the police department, has not been applied to the ABC license, though no store in the state of California can sell alcohol from 2 a.m. to 6 a.m., so those overnight hours, similar, similar to many bars. Um, if any issues do arise, though, there is a chance to revisit that uh, time of sales approval licensing. Okay, so that would that would be determined uh, after the uh, annexation. Okay. 
Yeah, thank upon you. operation. Yep. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Lindsay. I don't see any additional hands raised from commissioners for questions, so we will open up the public comment period. I don't see any e-comments after 5.30 today. Uh, Madam Clerk, are there any members of the public who wish to speak on this item? Thank you, Chair. I do not see any hands raised for this item. Thank you very much. Uh, we'll close the public comment period and bring the discussion back to the commissioners. Um, commissioners, any questions, comments, or motions? Commissioner Lindsay. Uh, yes, I'd like to move stack recommendation uh, to the board um, approval of going forward with this annexation. Thank you, Commissioner Lindsay. We have a motion to approve um, the annexation. Commissioner Chase. You are on mute, Commissioner Chase. Sorry, uh, I second that motion. Thank you. We have a motion by Commissioner Lindsay and a second by Commissioner Chase. Um, I don't see hands raised for additional comments. Um, Clerk, will we please call the roll for a vote? Thank you, Chair. Commissioner Boyd? Aye. Commissioner Buckley? Aye. Commissioner Chase? Aye. Commissioner Coville? Aye. Commissioner Lindsay? Aye. Commissioner Macias Reed? Aye. Aye. Excuse me. Commissioner Pluckybaum? Aye. Commissioner Yee? Aye. Vice Chair Wallace? Aye. Chair Hernandez? Aye. Motion passes. Thank you very much. Thank you, Michael, and congratulations to the applicant team. Um, our next item is item number six. This is West El Camino Gateway Oaks Retail P22-012. Commissioners, um, any disclosures or recusals? Seeing no hands raised, uh, we'll move on to the staff presentation. Jose, whenever you're ready. Thank you. Can I, can I confirm you can see my screen and hear me? We can see your screen and hear you. Go ahead. Good evening, commissioners. Chair Hernandez, my name is Jose Quintanilla, associate planner with the community development department at Palo this evening. This item is P22012, West El Camino Gateway Oaks Retail. This project is with West to construct three new retail buildings, totaling 27,557 square feet in an existing shopping center within the Metropolitan Center for Community Development. The subject site is located at the southwest corner of West El Camino Avenue and Gateway Oaks Drive in South Los Homos, west of Interstate 5. The area is predominantly built out. However, there are vacant parcels adjacent to the interstate. The areas to the west, south, and north of the subject site are residential uses uh, with a gas station, retail, hotels, and office uses comprising the remainder of the surrounding uses. I have overlaid the plans on Google Earth as shown on the screen. Uh, so if anyone, anyone needs any context um, during commissioner questions or during the presentation, I can pull this up if needed. So the requested entitlements for this project include a conditional use permit for sales, which is a 1021 uh, general sales, this is uh, beer, wine, and liquor, a conditional use permit for tobacco sales, site plan and design review for the construction of the three new commercial buildings and associated site improvements uh, with deviations to reduce the required affordability setbacks, 
and a tree permit for the removal of two private protected trees. The first, the first entitlement request is for a conditional use permit for off-premises alcohol sales. The existing shopping center has an active alcohol sales license as well as a deemed conditional use permit. As part of this proposal, the existing, existing licensee, Bay Red Mart, will move from their current suite in the existing center and move into the building A of the proposed project. To shift operations, a new CUP for alcohol sales is needed. The proposed hours of operations will not change. Upon activation of this CUP, which occurs, which will occur when A1 Mart begins operating in their new location, the existing deemed CUP will be immediately revoked. So there will be no additional businesses allowed to sell alcohol at this shopping center. The second entitlement request is for a conditional use permit for tobacco sales. Similar to the previous CUP, there is a deemed CUP that will be immediately revoked upon commencing operations in their new suite. Uh, due to recent changes to the city's tobacco ordinance, no license shall be issued and no existing license shall be renewed to authorize tobacco retailing within a thousand feet of an existing tobacco retailer unless the operator devotes no more than 5% shelf space for tobacco sales and the operator provides a minimum of 10% of shelf space for fresh and healthy food. Uh, this requirement has, this has been incorporated as a conditional approval for the the tobacco sales CUP as there is a an existing to, uh, tobacco retailer across the street within a thousand feet of this of the subject site. The third entitlement is for site plan and design review for construction of the three buildings and associated site improvements. The proposed project is located in an existing shopping center which includes an existing drive-through restaurant and retail building. The A1 mark previously mentioned previously is located in the existing retail building. The site features three existing driveways that will be redeveloped. The project consists of three buildings. Building A measures 7,926 square feet and includes a loading area. A1 Mart will relocate to building A upon completion of the project. Building B measures 9,011 square feet and building C measures 10,610 square feet. Buildings B and C are speculative buildings, meaning some notable features include a landscape pedestrian entry area at the corner of West Elkindo and Broadway Oaks, which features landscaping, seating, and a walkway, which will traverse the site connecting the new site with the existing walkway. Shown on screen now is a larger view of the proposed pedestrian entry area, which features a trellis, uh, you know, boulders, landscaping, and seating areas along with this uh, condensing Proposed buildings are highly articulated by tower elements as well, as well as a variety of materials and glazing to provide interest. There are deviations to building setback required. Um, staff supports the reduced setbacks as it brings the buildings closer to the streets and allows the interior of the site to be developed to its full potential. Additionally, the project is requesting an administrative parking permit to satisfy their permit their parking requirements. The PUD requires 110 spaces for a project of this size, while the city code requires 68 spaces. The five vehicle, the five vehicle space shortfall will be satisfied with the provision of motorcycle and scooter parking, excess bike parking, and the availability of on-street parking for 
just a communal mission to satisfy all five spaces. The final entitlement is a request for a tree permit to remove two private protected post redwood trees together measuring as full as seven to six inches in diameter. The trees must be replaced inch for inch and the requirement is satisfied with the provision of on-site landscaping equivalent to the removal of protected trees. Notification of the project in this hearing were provided to all neighborhood associations, residents, and property owners within 500 feet of the site. Staff received comments from the River Oaks Community Association, which supported the project, but expressed concern over the deterioration of trees. There were no e-comments on this project. Staff recommends approval of the project as conditioned as the proposal develops the underutilized portions of an existing retail center. It provides a well-designed and articulated building, provides a pedestrian plaza, and the transferring of these two DECUPs will allow staff to thoroughly review and impose conditions on the permits. That concludes my presentation. Staff is happy to step up and have any questions. Thank you. Thank you very much, Jose. Um, do we, so the applicant is available, but is the applicant, can I just confirm if they're gonna make a presentation or not? Uh, they will not be making the presentation, but they are available for questions. Thank you. Thank you very much. So commissioner questions, I see commissioner Chase. Yeah, uh, thank you, uh, Jose. I thought I heard you mention that there would be off-street parking on uh, West El Camino. There is currently there is currently no restriction on parking on the site. Really? Okay, I thought that was a pretty fast. Okay, my, my mistake then. Yeah, Thank Gateway you. Oaks Gateway Oaks does not allow usage, but there is no restriction on West El Camino. Okay. All right. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Chase. I don't see any other hands raised for questions. So we will move on to the public comment period. I don't see any e-comments after 5.30 p.m. that were received for this item. Madam Clerk, are there any members of the public uh, who wish to speak on this item that are present? Thank you, Chair. I do not see any hands raised for this item. Thank you very much. So we'll close the public comment period and bring the discussion back to the commissioners. Commissioners, any additional questions, comments, or motions? Commissioner Lindsay. Thank you, Chair. Um, uh, in looking at the, um, the, the comments from the two uh, organizations in that area, River Oaks Community Association and the Natomas Community Association, they are uh, in support of revitalizing this, uh, this shopping center. Um, they did ask about the two protected trees and um, that has been uh, addressed with uh, replanting and, and additional landscape. Um, so with that, I would like to move staff report to approve. Thank you very much, Commissioner Lindsay. Commissioner Colville. Second it. We have a motion to approve by Commissioner Lindsay and um, a second by Commissioner Colville. I don't see any additional hands raised, so we will call the vote. Commissioner Boyd. Aye. Commissioner Buckley. Aye. Commissioner Chase. Aye. Commissioner Colville. Aye. Commissioner Lindsay. Aye. Commissioner Macias Reed. Aye. Commissioner Pluckybaum. Aye. Commissioner Yee? Aye. Vice Chair Wallace? Aye. Chair Hernandez? Aye. Motion passes.
Thank you very much, Stacia and Jose as well. And thank you to the applicants. Um, that's item number six. We'll move on to item number seven. This is North Lake Phase 1 Village 14 Subdivision P22-023. Commissioners, any disclosures or recusals? Please raise your hand. I see Vice Chair Wallace. I had a meeting with the applicant team via Zoom consistent with the staff report and the supplemental materials. Thank you very much, Vice Chair. Commissioner Chase. Uh, I also had a, a Zoom meeting with the representative of the applicant uh, consistent with the staff report. Thank you, Commissioner Chase. Commissioner Pluckybaum. Same. Thank you, Commissioner Pluckybaum. Commissioner Yee. Same. Thank you very much, Commissioner Yee. Commissioner Colville. Same. Thank you very much. Um, I also um, received email correspondence. Oh, Commissioner Lindsay. Sorry, thought it was on. Uh, yes, I had a Zoom meeting with the applicant and the applicant's re uh, representative. Um, I was at a community meeting where this was presented and um, meetings with planning and uh, district one staff, all consistent with uh, contents of the staff report. Thank you very much, Commissioner Lindsay. And I am now gonna go to Commissioner Boyd. Sorry about that. I was, uh, I've been ill, so I was slow on my emails and I was just scrolling through real quick. And I did receive an email from the applicant, but have not made contact with them. Sorry about that, Chair. That's okay. We hope you feel better, Commissioner Boyd. Um, I had a Zoom meeting with the applicant consistent with staff report. So back to Jose, whenever you're ready for this staff presentation. Again, commissioners, my name is Jose Quintanilla, associate planner with the community of Lincoln Road Lake. This item is P22023, North Lake Phase 1, Village 14. Excuse me, Jose. Yes. Sorry for your, sorry for my interruption. Could you do me a favor? I don't know if it's my system, but it's only when you come on, I can barely hear you. Can you hear me better now? Nope. No. You still sound like a whisper. <laughs> Okay, give me one second. I don't want to take away from your cool voice, but if you could project, I'd appreciate it. How is this now? Better? Worse? Much better. Commissioner Boyd, can you hear Much now? Better. Okay, right. we're good. School Thank you. Okay, so we're good. All right, so this item is P22023 North Lake Phase 1, Village 14. This project requests to amend the Greenbrier Plan Unit Development Schematic Plan guidelines and the subdivision of 19.7 acres into 139 residential lots. The subject site is currently vacant and is located at the northeast corner of the Greenbrier PUD adjacent to Elkhorn Drive and State Route 29. Phase one of the Greenbrier North Lake development is still largely under construction and in varying stages of completion, including residents moved in and established in the area. Similar to the prior presentation, I've overlaid the plans on Google Earth, uh, and I can pull this up if anyone needs any context during the presentation or during the commission questions or any comments. The required entitlements for this project include the following. A planned unit development schematic plan and guidelines amendment to redesignate 19.7 gross acres for single unit dwelling residential and to add development standards for the new residential development. 
a tentative subdivision map to subdivide 19.7 gross acres into 139 lots for residential purposes, a conditional use permit for single unit residential in the shopping center zone, and site plan and design review of the tentative map and updates to the overall North Lake fencing plan. The first entitlement is to amend the Greenbrier PUD schematic plan to designate the site for residential uses as is currently designated for commercial development. Included in this request are minor cleanups to the document language, as well as incorporating the proposed developments in, into the development standards for the other residential villages in phase one. The second entitlement is a request for a tentative, tentative map to subdivide 19.7 acres into 139 residential parcels. The remainder of the site is comprised of 7.8 acres to remain for retail uses, a future community park, which is shown as lot B on the screen, and common lawn, landscape lots shown as lots E, P, um, and B on the map on screen. The proposed residential lots range in size from 3,571 square feet to 13,481 square feet. There are no deviations to standards requested and there are no there is no construction proposed with this request. The third entitlement request is for a conditional use permit. In the shopping center zone, single unit residential requires a conditional use permit. The project proposes residential development that is comparable in size and layout to the existing neighborhood given in the PUD. The new village, Village 14, is designed for easy access into the existing development as well as into the future commercial development to the west. The final entitlements for site plan and design review of, of the map, as well as for the updated comprehensive fencing plan for North Lake Phase 1. The revised plan continues the sound wall along Route 99, Elkhorn Boulevard, and between the future homes and the future retail center, consistent with the rest of the development. Good neighborhood fencing is proposed between each of the residential lots. Notification of the project in this hearing were provided to all neighborhood associations, residents, property owners within 500 feet of the site, and everyone who commented on the project. Staff received approximately 144 comments, 18 and 17 e-comments, and, and plus one after 5.30 p.m., which will, which will after, expressing disappointment in the reduction in scale of the future shopping center. Residents feel that they bought into the community, expecting a large retail center, as well as basic amenities, such as a grocery store. Uh, the nearest grocery store is approximately four miles to the south in the town center area of North Potomac. Given its location, the need for a grocery store in the area is reasonable and will ensure that residents are able to shop for, for goods within their community. Staff feels that the remainder lot at 7.8 acres would be sufficient in size to provide neighborhood saving uses with essential services for nearby residents. Um, we have more information on that. However, I will leave that up to the applicant team to explain further. Staff recommends approval of the project as conditioned as this proposal provides for additional for sale move of housing in the area through the provision of a new neighborhood connected with the future retail center and the existing community. That concludes my presentation. Staff and the applicant team are here, in the are here. if you have any questions. The applicant team has a presentation as well and I'd like to turn it over to them. Thank you. Thank you, Jose. I see Nick turned his camera on. Nick, whenever you're ready. Uh, thank you, Chair Hernandez, members of the Planning Commission, uh, Nick Abdis uh, with the Law Offices of Abdis and Coochie here this evening on behalf of Integral Communities and the Greenbrier Project Owner LLC. If I may um, 
Jose, uh, if you can stop sharing so I can pop up my brief presentation here. All right. Okay, so thanks again this evening. Um, I'd like to go through, um, you know, big kind of uh, a little bit of history here on this project site, kind of understand this is what was originally uh, approved uh, the project what was then known as Greenbrier, now known as North Lake in 2008, obviously a comprehensively master planned community that did include a destination retail uh, component of approximately 27 acres. Now, just for a matter of perspective, that is about the size of the Natomas Promenade. For those of you familiar with the Natomas area, it's a very large um, land area can accommodate up to 300,000 square feet of uh, a regional type commercial, destination commercial. Um, but as of late, obviously the project uh, has been under development. Um, it is divided into two phases, uh, bifurcated in the middle. This is the future green line, uh, formerly known as Meister Way as well now Shore Vista. Um, to the north is phase one, uh, which is being, uh, it's close to completion now. Um, we also have 189 senior affordable units that have been uh, completed. The construction has been completed and units are being um, uh, moved into and leased now. Uh, phase two, uh, backbone construction is also under underway there. We expect the first housing uh, to go in uh, the spring of 2023, which is currently what's anticipated. Um, Jose uh, went through obviously the entitlements we're asking for. Um, here is uh, the two uh, depictions on your screen. Uh, to your left, the original submittal was our original project, uh, which included uh, 158 lots and a 5.5 acre uh, shopping center. And then to the right is um, uh, uh, with a current proposal, which is 7.8 7 acres. Uh, in the original plan, we envisioned 158, obviously small lot uh, home sites, you know, that um, obviously we, we see a great need and great demand for uh, small lot, single family for sale housing uh, out in the community. This is similar, uh, similar uh, home types to what's uh, being developed and being built out there to the south uh, of this property. Um, however, after we engaged in outreach with, uh, with the community, with the North Lake community, uh, in an open house. Uh, we did receive a lot of comments. Um, I think as Jose uh, indicated, consistent to what uh, has been submitted that um, they, the real desire uh, was for a uh, opportunity for a neighborhood serving uh, a grocery store, a full service grocery store and, and associated uh, neighborhood supported uh, retail with drive-through conveniences. Uh, I think the example that was used um, in the meeting and some of the correspondence is similar to the Market West Shopping Center at uh, Duckhorn and Arena. Um, <clears throat> so we went back, well, let's see here, just real quick in terms of the proposal, obviously 27.6 acres is what's existing uh, in that shopping center zone, which residential uses up to 30 dwelling units an acre are, are uh, permitted. And then um, what we're proposing, obviously, 7.8 acres, uh, 70 to 75,000 square feet of neighborhood serving retail with, like I said, opportunity for a full service grocery store and retail shops of approximately 15 to 20 spaces. And then obviously um, we're doing 139 lots 
uh, home sites in this subdivision here. Um, just a little bit of perspective in terms of comparable shopping centers that we've seen around the region. Uh, Southland Park Center across from the zoo, you might you know the, uh, the Sprout Center there, that's just under three acres. Uh, this is Arden Plaza. This is the Whole Foods there at Arden and Eastern. Uh, many of you may be familiar with that, but just a sense of scale, that's about five and a quarter acres. Uh, one that's under construction here, again, that's uh, out in uh, Rancho Cordova, not yet built. Uh, Cracker Ranch out in Roseville, again, similar sized shopping centers. So, you know, wh when we heard the feedback uh, relative to uh, what was desired out there, obviously there's a there's an economic reality. And the reality today is that um, destination retail and this location is not supportable at 27 uh, acres and hundreds of thousands of square feet of retail. We obviously have uh, a lot of commercial development in the Tomas um, and a lot of it, um, uh, frankly, is uh, transitioning from uh, commercial to uh, residential uses. I know that um, that uh, I personally represented a project about a couple months ago that came to you that was a former shopping center location and uh, was uh, was seeking entitlements for single family residential. There's also the former fountains that was approved by the, by the city as well, uh, closer to the promenade that is also now uh, residential as well as um, the town center project uh, just east of the uh, existing uh, safe, Safeway shopping center on Del Paso, I understand that uh, the owner of that property is also seeking to locate uh, residential on that former commercial site. But that being said, what we've done and what you've seen in your packet, we've submitted some supplemental materials relative to, you know, what what are the economics support, you know, and not just because we say it, because we've hired um, economic and planning systems EPS, which is a obviously a, a well recognized. Uh, economics firm in the region and um, uh, to really take an objective look on what is supportable uh, in this location in the foreseeable future. And that report is attached to the to the staff report and the supplemental materials. And we have folks from EPS here to answer questions. I mean, the long and the short of it is that um, that report indicates that, you know, really up to 55,000 square feet is probably at the outer end of what is reasonably foreseeable. Um, we've we've gone a step further in response to obviously the, the, the concerns voiced by neighbors about creating real opportunities um, and purposeful opportunities for full service grocers. So what we've done is developed a concept and that's on your screen right now on the 7.8 acre site. And what that allows is, um, is a full service grocery store as well as the uh, supporting retail shops, as I've mentioned. And um, as it relates to uh, how does that compare to other shopping centers in the region? Uh, we obviously heard Market West uh, many, many times. Um, you know that that location is a, a different bit in a different bit of a different situation. There, um, they have support from approximately 360 degrees in terms of households. Uh, that has the grocery store, two brank pads, 20 retail spaces, a fueling station, and a car wash, was, which is quite a bit. Um, but that being said, when you compare what we have conceptually developed on our site, we can essentially accommodate, you know, the grocery store, the retail, minus the, the bank pads and the car wash and the fueling station. So we are not too far off. And I think it's right sized for 
for the community there and what is foreseeable into the future in terms of uh, rooftop support. And so in the bottom left hand corner is the West Lake Shopping Center, which is probably the closest uh, in size to what we're proposing. And that's been um, out uh, in, near the West Lake community there at El Centro and Del Paso. It's, um, it's been awaiting a, a, a anchor tenant for probably two decades. Uh, I think our, our project is a little bit different in that Westlake um, is unfortunately probably too close to um, the Safeway Shopping Center and the Sprouts and that really the trade area of those um, those shopping centers really takes away I think opportunities to locate a user here and I understand that that project will be coming to this body for consideration for transition by family housing on that remainder. Also um, on the right, you have Del Paso Marketplace, again, about 6.2 acres. That's the Sprout Shopping Center there. We've kind of outlined this again for uh, scale comparison. <clears throat> so again, uh, the, the report, like I said, we did also provide an executive summary. Um, I'll just highlight the main takeaways. Really the main takeaways, I think I said 50, 55,000 square feet. It's up to 52,000 square feet that is, um, estimated to be supportable at the build out of North Lake, which again is 2040. And that, and that takes into account all development, not just in North Lake, but also the surrounding areas. It, it does show that there does appear to be unmet demand for neighborhood shopping center at the site. And so that's again, what we've tried to accomplish with the conceptual layout and the size. And the, I think the biggest issue is that Natomas is overserved by uh, commercial development, which it really, inhibits uh, the potential for additional destination retail locations. So we've also um, retained a, a commercial broker from CBRA, Mr. Rick Martinez, who's also on the line and available to answer questions um, to market the property and um, who has significant, significant experience uh, in the Natomas area, I think involved in, in leasing um, uh, approximately half a million or so square feet of uh, retail space out in the area. So somebody really in tune with the market, really kind of underscoring. And you see a letter that was submitted as well from him that I submitted this afternoon, really that takes like a real world perspective um, that, that validates the EPS uh, analysis. So with that, again, appreciate your time this morning. I do want to extend, or this evening, I do want to extend my uh, appreciation to staff. This is, um, it's been a, a lot of work involved and I want to recognize uh, the effort put in by um, Jose and then uh, Garrett Norman as well. So I, I definitely appreciate the, the work. This is, this has been a slog uh, regarding uh, processing this application. So with that, I'm happy to open up uh, any questions. We have our entire design team here and we'll be able to field all your questions. So thank you again. Thank you very much, Nick. Um, commissioners, this is the question uh, portion of today's agenda item. Looking for um, any hands to be raised for questions for staff or the applicant. Commissioner Lindsay. Uh, thank you, Chair. Uh, you know, um, in our meetings, we hear a lot from staff and the community and, and developers but we don't necessarily hear from the real estate person that, that uh, so I was wondering, uh, I, I know Mr. Martinez, you submitted a letter 
but I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about um, uh, what you see here in Natomas and the viability of this, this shopping uh, center at 7.8 acres um, in terms of a, a real, the real estate perspective. Okay. Um, well, from, uh, you've kind of asked sort of an open-ended question there, so I'm not entirely sure how to answer it. When you say from a real estate perspective, what is it that you're... Well, you're, the letter that you, that you, that was um, submitted and given to us, uh, your views on uh, what you see as viable in terms of this proposed shopping center at 7.8 acres. Okay making it viable rather than the 27. Okay, thank you. Mm -hmm. So uh, my name is Rick Martinez. I am a senior vice president at CBRE in Sacramento. Um, I've been in the business for 34 years. Uh, I've been with CBRE for 27 of those 34 years. Um, myself and my partners uh, control over about 400,000 square feet of retail space presently in North Potomac and South Potomac at the moment. We also handle the promenade, uh, which is the shopping center that Nick referred to earlier. So I have quite a bit of experience in terms of um, regional neighborhood. Um, I also did all of the leasing um, for Del Paso Marketplace, which is where one of the um, comparable properties that was um, that Nick mentioned in his presentation where Sprouts is, which is right across from Safeway, <clears throat> which is approximately about two miles to the south of this project. Um, so when you look at what was originally proposed at 27 acres, that would be the equivalent, as Nick mentioned earlier, that would be the equivalent of a full-size regional shopping center like the Promenade. And probably in the 300,000 plus square feet, which is um, far, far too large for a project of this nature, which is primarily more residentially based. So um, I'm supportive of the size of the project at 7.8 acres, because I think it falls in line with what, what the neighborhood needs and what those people will probably wind up needing and wanting are neighborhood services where they can go and shop for groceries, where they can pick up a cup of coffee, where they can get food, anything that's fast, casual, things that we want, daily services, hair, beauty, nail, um, quasi-office services such as uh, um, like a, a med care or a dental office. Um, we also handle the uh, new project, relatively new project uh, in Natomas on Truxel and Gateway where uh, Nation's Hamburgers is. And we put a, um, an Aspen Dental in that project. So um, those are the types of uses that fit well within neighborhood centers. Um, obviously the engine to that type of center would be an anchor tenant. Um, be it um, a grocery store, which would probably be, uh, it would be my guess and my vote if I was um, a resident out there so that I wouldn't have to go down the freeway to buy my groceries. Um, so that would be the goal. The, the big challenge 
is that with groceries, because there are multiple um, competitors in the market, um, talked about Bel Air and Safeway and Sprouts, um, it's Costco at some time, potentially coming off of Arena. Um, so grocery stores are very, um, very wary about what type of erosion they'll have or cannibalization they'll have with how many, what the population base is. And now everybody, I think if you look at your own shopping patterns. When I was little, my mom shopped at one, uh, one supermarket. Not the case now. People shop at Target. They shop at Trader Joe's. They shop at Bel Air. They shop at Rayleigh's. Um, they shop at 99 cent only, Dollar Tree. So there's a lot of dollars that are going to different types of stores that are not necessarily grocery stores, but serve the needs of people. Thank you. Thank you for um, giving us your the, the perspective in terms of, of real estate and, and what's viable. We don't always get to hear that. And it, that's very helpful. So thank you very much. You're very welcome. Thank you, Commissioner Lindsay. I don't see any other commissioners with their hands raised for questions. So we will move on to the public comment period. Um, can we double check um, if there have been additional e-comments that were posted after 5.30 p.m. today? I do wanna say that um, there were, as, as I mentioned, at least 17 e-comments in opposition before 5.30 uh, p.m. today, before the commencement of today's meeting. Um, so it looks like we have a few. Um, and we'll just take a minute to, to read these. Jose, thank you for sharing your screen. Thank you very much, Jose, for that. Um, we will now move on to public comments that are um, here in attendance. Madam Clerk, are there any members who wish to speak on this item? Yes, thank you, Chair. I do see two, hand, two hands raised for this item. The first speaker is gonna be Tyler. Yeah, can everyone hear me? Yes, we can. Awesome, good evening. Hi, my name is Tyler Featherstone. Um, I live in the community. And I think this question uh, might be for uh, Rick, um, but are there any tenants that are currently, uh, have already reached out or are interested in the development and the property? Tyler, we're in, the, we're in some of the early stages of, of talking to tenants. Um, I would say more from an anchor basis, not necessarily from a shop space or pad. Um, so yeah, yeah, there's there's some there's some interest and some activity definitely. A lot of it has to do with, uh, you know, I know you're a resident there and and uh, you want goods and services like everybody else does, but they want to make sure that um, that they put a store there, they're going to be able to to support it. Right, of course. And that, that's all I have. Thank you for your comment. Chair, the next speaker I have is Katie Rojas. Hello, are you able to hear me? 
Yes, we are able to hear you. You can proceed. Perfect. Um, I'm just wanted, I'm also a North Lake resident here as well. Um, I see that you guys briefly showed other comments made by previous residents on the screen for about a minute or so. Um, really just wanted to verbally just oppose uh, basically this new proposition. I've been speaking with a lot of neighbors and residents in the community and while it sounds great on paper, truly a lot of us feel that this is all about profit for the developer and pretty much not about any kind of lack of economic support. The previous original plan that North Lake first created back in, I think it's 2018, you can tell that it was planned with the residents' intentions. And to go from 27 acres to 5.5 acres initially was pretty insulting <laughs> to our community. Um, and I feel like coming back and making it 7.8 truly isn't much better. Um, a lot of us just feel very frustrated and uh, not fully heard. We weren't given much notice for any of the hearings or the meetings. We feel like a lot of things were just kind of done quickly and uh, a lot of residents weren't really notified correctly. Um, I really truly think that this area of Natomas is growing. Uh, there's a lot more residents coming, uh, single family homes. I agree, there's a lot of commercial real estate here, but truly this community is really growing. And we just feel that 7.8 acres still is not sufficient enough to serve our community. And that's it. Thank you for your comment. Chair, I do not have any other speakers with their hands raised for this item. Thank you very much, Madam Clerk, and thank you very much to the uh, folks who called in to make a public comment on this item. We appreciate your perspective. So we will close the public comment period and bring the discussion back to the dais. Commissioners, um, please raise your hand if you have any additional questions, comments, and or now would be the time to make a motion. Commissioner Lindsay. Uh, thank you, Chair. Um, I don't know, is there a representative from EPS here tonight. Uh, yes, there is Amy Lappin okay. here. So yeah. maybe um, um, because um, a, uh, an economic uh, study was conducted by EPS and um, the last caller felt that the changing of the acreage was really to the advantage and profit for the developer and um, uh, I, I did have an opportunity to review the, the study uh, that EPS did, and I was wondering if they could talk a little bit about their findings and um, why the conclusion to move from a regional 27 acre to uh, more of a neighborhood uh, 7.8 acre is more viable and more sustainable for the community. Yes, of course. Amy, are you on? I'm here. Can everyone hear me okay? Yep. Yeah. Did okay. you hear the question? I did. Okay. Yes. Good evening, good evening uh, planning commissioners. My name is Amy Lappin, and I'm a principal with Economic and Planning Systems. And um, we were hired to look at a realistic market demand supporting a commercial site in the North Lake uh, project area. So what we did first was we looked at the existing 
uh, uh, retail landscape within the North Natomas area. And what we found was that the area is saturated with grocery serving retail or neighborhood serving retail outlets. Um, those are primarily centered um, within the, uh, uh, in between um, Elkhorn Boulevard and um, Interstate 80. And those are well served by many, many hundreds uh, of thousands of households. What we also found was um, there is a major uh, destination retail node um, in the southern part of the North Thomas market area and the trade area surrounding the, uh, the few destination retail centers um, includes the North Lake project. So that combined with other destination retail outlets, um, including the Arden Fair Mall and the Roseville Galleria, as well as some others like the Fountains, um, really doesn't lend a lot of uh, support for a large 27 plus acre site accommodating 300,000 square feet of retail. Mm -hmm. uh, we also conduct retail market analyses all the time. Um, and we're well familiar with the changing dynamics of the retail sector, um, which has undergone a, a great deal of, of change um, over the last 10, 20 years, accelerated by the Great Recession, the pandemic has changed consumer behavior patterns, um, as well as preferences for certain types of retail. Overall, the nation, this region, is overserved by retail. We have the largest um, square feet, retail square feet per capita of um, anywhere globally. Um, and so what we've seen is retailers sort of make changes. We saw a lot of store closures and consolidations, and we're still seeing that um, as you know, the consumer pr preferences continue to change. Um, but overall, we're seeing less square feet per capita supportable by household demand. So then coming back to that grocery anchored um, set of centers currently um, in North Natomas, a lot of the existing centers will pull competition the farther the trade area goes. So we honed in on a trade area that essentially covers the North Lake Project area as well as a little bit of peripheral, peripheral development to the, um, to, the, to the east and to the south of the freeways. Another thing that we noted is that North Lake, the North Lake area in the context of the broader North Natomas area is on the periphery. Yes. And there is a figure um, in our detailed memo that I'd like to call your attention to um, and it really shows or illustrates uh, the population or the household support um, that a potential retail center could pull from um, in Northlake. Um, this is population density based on SACOG uh, projections in the year 2040. So not currently, but in the year 2040. And you can see that um, given a traditional trade area for a neighborhood serving market area at 0.75 to a mile and a half, um, the, uh, the, the primary bulk of the demand is going to be from 
the North Lake project um, and from a little bit of the peripheral North and Tomas directory. Thanks for sharing that. Um, there is no planned development in the upper or left-hand quadrants of, those of that trade area. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it really limits the amount of potential demand. Um, in addition to the existing centers sort of drawing, the larger the trade area, the more the existing centers will draw um, from the households further out. Um, and so really what we found was that what is appropriate for that community is a approximately seven to eight acre um, neighborhood serving grocery anchored uh, retail center. So uh, thank you very much for that explanation. Um, it that answers a lot of questions, not just for North Lake, but for the whole entire North Nosomis. <laughs> Uh, retail that that seems to be the the issue here um, why we can't attract and why we can't keep so I, I really appreciate your explanation thank you absolutely you're welcome thank you Amy thank you Commissioner Lindsay uh, next we have Commissioner Chase thank you chair um, I spent so probably at least two decades uh, planning and designing retail shopping centers, both of a <clears throat> regional and neighborhood scale. Uh, so I've got a pretty good sense of what's viable here. <clears throat> I would agree that without a 360 degree span of housing around a project, uh, very challenging. And I don't think a 27 acre uh, regional center would, would work here. I think the remaining land, the, the seven acre would certainly support a, a market and uh, retail uh, that would feed off the market. The market, uh, the retail spaces need to have that major tenant, such as a market in there. They will then uh, come by. And I think the site would, uh, I think it would accommodate that, that, uh, that, that range of tenants. And I think that the market would support that range of tenants. I think my concern would be uh, to go back and try to move forward with the 27 acres. Uh, I suspect that 27 acre site would sit vacant for 10 or 15 or 20 years uh, because it would not have a, a you know, an, an appeal to it. Whereas I think uh, we heard from uh, Rick Martinez, a, a five to 10 acre center uh, would be appealable. That's the size that uh, markets look for. So uh, I, I think what's being proposed is realistic um, and is most likely to have success in filling up and becoming a retail center as opposed to the full 27. So with that, I, I, I move uh, recommend, uh, to uh, recommend this project for approval. Thank you, Commissioner Chase. We have a motion to approve staff recommendation and we'll next go to Vice Chair Wallace. Thank you, Chair. Um, I have a question. I think it's more for staff, but it might also be for the applicant team. Um, when people are building out new subdivisions and they're talking about the amenities that are going to be uh, made available to the folks. Um, is there any kind of a check on what the staff are saying to people? And do we do anything to sort of disclaim that like future conditions may affect how this um, ultimately is built out? So I can, I can answer that question. And if, if anybody else from staff wants to chime in, I'd be happy to. But as a matter of course, um, 
you know, all owners sign legal disclosures uh, when they purchase the property. You know, obviously plans change and they change all the time. And so uh, in the documents, that specific disclosure is, you know, is included for that reason. So all the owners in Northlake signed a disclosure under making that understanding, acknowledging that understanding that things could change. I understand that. Um, I, I was just sort of um, a little frustrated. I felt the frustration of some of the commenters who were like, I recently purchased this home and they told me there was going to be this huge retail center within walking distance of my house, basically. And I'm wondering, like, at what point do we ask the, um, the sales team or the developer to like sort of update their sales pitch to, to bring it more in line with reality? Yeah, I mean, I, we we heard that, and and I know the message has gotten back to the sales team that you know to be clear that nobody's making representations, and we've been assured that you know, no representations have been made that it is absolutely no change is going to happen to to the land uses in the plan area. So, while I can't speak for you know everyone, obviously we make every effort to um, to assure that that's that's the case. And then obviously, because it's consistent with the legal disclosures that are signed by the by the purchasers. But again, um, yeah, I don't represent Lennar. Uh, I'm speaking from general understanding of the industry. Thank you, Nick. Vice Chair Wallace, is, um, are those all your questions and comments? Yes, for now. Thank you very much. We'll, we'll go next to Commissioner Yee. Thank you. Uh, two questions, a, a more administrative question, considering how many comments from the community uh, this project has uh, created. Um, the decision, whatever that may be of this commission, uh, hopefully this evening, uh, appealable to council, is that correct? Anybody? That is correct. Yes, that is okay. correct, Commissioner Yee. Okay. So do we know that this uh, decision of this commission is appealable? Second, uh, the EPS report projects low demand for regional shopping center to the year 2040, I believe it is. So conjecture, if this reduction of the shopping center zone to 7.8 acres is not granted, what do you see as to the future development uh, of the shopping center zone as currently uh, configured? Is it going to stay vacant until 2040? What? I, Mr. E, I can uh, try to answer that question. I think what we can look at is you know, what's been happening in, in Atomas relative to commercially zoned properties over time. And what we've seen is that residential uses are going into commercial zones. And that's been a push certainly by the state and a lot of the housing legislation that's cleared the way uh, because obviously there's a huge uh, need for housing uh, in the state and in the region. And so what you're gonna see, and um, I mean, a good example as well is the Westlake Shopping Center. Uh, where the Walgreens is, um, 
you know, they waited for an anchor tenant for two decades and now um, uh, multifamily uh, project is being proposed there. Um, Commissioner Lindsay may know exactly how many units, but it's not insignificant. So if I were to surmise or speculate, uh, the pressures would be there for uh, high density uh, residential uses as the shopping center zone does, does allow up to 30 dwelling units to the acre. And so that would be a reasonable projection forecast should the rezoning reduction in the SC zone not be granted. It won't stay vacant until 2040 or beyond. It's my professional opinion that that will not be the case. Being a land use professional for two decades, that will not be the case. It will not stay vacant for 20 years. Great, thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Yi. Commissioner Lindsay. Thank you, Chair. Um, I want to thank the community for being so engaged in this process. And I did go through, I think there was over 140 emails that had come in and, and I did look at all of them. And I understand the frustration. I understand the frustration because I moved into the Westlake community 20 years ago. So I'm adjacent to the Westlake Village Shopping Center. And as was noted, it's, it's eight acres. Uh, we do have a Walgreens there and, and a couple of other shops. Uh, all we wanted, all we said from the beginning, the time everybody was moving in is won't it be nice when we can have a a coffee shop and a restaurant that we can walk to. 20 years later, we still have over half of that shopping center, which is eight acres, is vacant. The property owners did not engage with the community to survey what the community wanted. The property owners did not commission a study to ascertain what retail would be viable in that area. The property owners did not provide a real estate broker activity to market the site. And so what we are getting, as Nick just said, a very high density, five three-story apartment buildings, 120 units, uh, very high density in our current strip mall. Um, we have no recourse. This is by right. So it will not go to the planning commission. It will not go to council. The community has no say, this is what we were getting. So to see what this property owner and developer working with the community, I have to give them credit because they've taken your, because it could all be apartments. I mean, they could, they could just sell off the property. It could all be apartments, like what we're getting now on this, on our site. Um, you're gonna get some, you're gonna get homes that are, that are ownership. You'll have pride of community. Plus you are going to get a neighborhood 
shopping center with the developer, with the realtor, working hard to get the amenities that the community will need for a walkable amenities for their, for their community. Um, so it, it, I understand it's very difficult what, what you were told and then what, you, what the reality is. But, but the reality is nowhere can they sustain another 27-acre regional shopping center in North Antonis. So um, from what I see of the development, and I... And I one of the things I wanted to mention, and, and I hope maybe um, the developer of the shopping center will, will go look at, I, I believe it's called the park, and it's um, the new Rayleigh Shopping Center on Freeport. And uh, in 2021, it was voted the best real estate project of that year. It, it's a little bit bigger, uh, but basically the same concept. And what they did was they made it a hub. They made it a hub where the community can walk to it and have places to gather, to eat, and shop. And so really, it's one of the nicest <laughs> shopping centers to come along uh, in, in recent history. So I, I hope they go look at that. Um, with all that being said, like I said, I understand completely. Um, but, but in our, our situation, um, we have no recourse. We're getting a very high-density project in our area, and um, I, I would have much rather had more support from the from the developer, the landowner, and the real estate company who was marketing that uh, the Westlake Village. So I'd like to see something viable for that for that area. I'd like to see something. Um, the community can be proud of, and, and going forward, um, it looks like you have a lot of support from all the players. So with that, I would like to uh, second the motion. Thank you, Commissioner Lindsay. I really appreciate your comments today. Um, so we have a motion to approve the staff recommendation uh, by Commissioner Chase and a second by Commissioner Lindsay. Um, I don't see additional hands raised by commissioners, uh, so we will go to a vote. Please unmute your mic. Thank you, Chair. Commissioner Boyd? Aye. Commissioner Buckley? Aye. Commissioner Chase? Aye. Commissioner Coville? Aye. Commissioner Lindsay? Aye. Commissioner Macias Reed? Aye. Commissioner Plockybaum? Aye. Commissioner Yee? Aye. Vice Chair Wallace? Aye. Chair Hernandez? Aye. Motion passes. Thank you, Stacia. And thank you to staff and the applicant and their entire team as well. Um, we are now uh, towards the end of the agenda, commissioners. Um, item eight is the third party appeal of HP Hood Cold Storage Warehouse, DR21-034. This item has been withdrawn. So we will now move on to public comments. 
matters not on the agenda. Madam Clerk, are there any members of the public with their hands raised who wish to speak on this issue? Thank you, Chair. I do not see any hands raised for matters not on the agenda tonight. Thank you. Thank you very much. So, whoops, I think I went backwards on that one. I apologize. Uh, Commissioner, questions, ideas, or comments? Commissioner Boyd? Sorry, uh, two part because my brain is just shut off and back on, just like my uh, hand icon did. So this is at, actually at the same portion of uh, uh, things not on the agenda or just strictly the commissioner's comments. Um, any, any comments you'd like to make, Commissioner Boyd? Fantastic. So this will be items not on the agenda. And um, two things. One, I would just like to invite this planning commission to help me, uh, as I stated in the city council meeting two, I believe two weeks ago, um, promoting the fact that Council District 8 once again has fallen into um, the number, not fallen, but uh, ascended into the number two city council district of having the lowest crime totals out of the eight council districts, uh, which usually say 95% of the time over the past decade plus, Council District 8 has been at the number three spot a couple of times. We've fallen to the number four spot. Again, lowest in crime, uh, lowest crime council district in the city of Sacramento. And again, this uh, each quarter, the city of Sacramento Police Department does their crime stats. Those crime stats are vet, uh, vetted through the FBI with a 0.04 plus or minus variation. And to that, that means maybe one T did not get crossed. Um, so I'm asking, as I asked the city council, if you would, to help me promote how safe, how low crime council district eight is and has been consistently for over a decade and to stop the misnomer that is uh, perpetuated from, or is perpetuated from and carried out through the media as uh, this crime infested area into which every time there seems to be an issue with uh, killings in downtown Sacramento, that MetaView gets looped into needing assistance. Wait a minute, we're the second lowest crime area in the city. Uh, so to that, that is just one issue. Second issue is I'd like to invite this planning commission to the MetaView Neighborhood Association's um, council, uh, excuse me, monthly meeting, which will be next Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. virtually. And Mark Verville will be speaking um, in regards to how HCD has actually come up with its RENA numbers. Mark was uh, in December 2021 appointed vice chair of the city of Santa Monica's audit committee. Um, this is, he's a high profile individual who was doing work for a city in Germany. And by happenstance, he figured out exactly where and how HCD comes up with arena numbers. Um, and after his presentation, you will have to make the decision of what you've been hearing versus how 
I'll stop there. What you've been hearing versus what will be presented from Mark Verbal. Again, that's uh, the Sacramento, um, sorry, the Metaview Neighborhood Association meeting. Our website is sacramentomna.org. Sacramento M Mary N Nancy A Apple dot O R G. Thank you, Chair. Thank you very much, Commissioner Boyd. I appreciate both of those items. If you wouldn't mind um, sending or forwarding the materials and logistics, uh, we don't know if it's on Zoom or so we can all have the Zoom link. You can send it to Stacia and she can forward it to the commission um, so we can all be aware of those two um, important topics. Um, I don't see additional hands raised for commissioner comments, ideas, and questions. Um, so that concludes today's agenda. Thank you all very much and enjoy your evening. This meeting is adjourned. Thank you.